Welcome to the Exec MBA podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So in this episode of the podcast, we continue our ongoing spotlight on student organizations in the Executive MBA program with an interview with Natalie Schmidt and Tanvir Kathawala. Natalie and Tanvir are leaders of the Venture Capital Club in the Executive MBA program, and I recently connected with them to talk more about their backgrounds, how they decided to pursue an MBA, the impact of their first year in the program, what they have planned for the Venture Capital Club in the year ahead, and so much more. I think you're really gonna enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Natalie Schmidt and Tanvir Kathawal. Natalie, Tanvir, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Brett. Thanks for having us, Brett. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. Um, This is, uh, well, our listeners know this. Uh, We're in the process of catching up with all the new student leadership for all the clubs and organizations. I will say we've been having these conversations for a few years now. It's something of an annual tradition. Uh, When they're new club leaders, we have them on the podcast to talk about who they are and what they're hoping to accomplish in the year ahead. Doing a lot more interviews these days. It used to be just like two or three clubs, and then there were like maybe five or six clubs. And now there's like eight, nine plus clubs in the executive MBA program. It's amazing. Uh, Venture Capital Club, who you're here to represent, one of the newer uh, additions to the uh, Executive MBA Club firmament, but excited to have have y'all here on the podcast. Uh, Natalie, how are you doing? How's everything? I'm doing great. Um, we're uh, just finished up our on-grounds residency uh, this past weekend, so usually takes a few days to kind of recover um, from, you know, three full days of class, and it's... it's um, you know, one of the few times we actually get together and see each other in person um, and lots of other programs and events. We had our VC boot camp on Thursday, our mid-year awards on Saturday. So um, just getting back into the swing of things this week. Yeah, it was a very busy weekend. And we try to help prospective students understand that like class is just a portion of what goes on in the weekend and probably no better example of that than this past weekend, right? You had the third bootcamp panel, as you, as you noted, there were a number of executive MBA class of 2023 members there. There was Friday night, Friday night live, the ongoing speaker series that we have that was actually in conjunction with leadership unscripted. And Saturday night, there was a mid program celebration. I'm sure people did something on Sunday. I, ran, I came back from UVA day at Nats Park and I ran into some of your classmates outside of the building and they said, oh, we've got a a bunch of classmates over at Open Road. Uh, so just hanging out after <laughs> after the residency. Just can't get enough, I suppose. So a very, very full weekend. Um, so thanks for being here, here Natalie. And, and Tanvir, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Um, so much Natalie recovering from a pretty action-packed uh, on-grounds weekend. Um, and I'm super excited. I think we learned during this on-grounds, I think June 17th, we officially become second year students. So it's hard to believe that, you know, first year is, is, is coming to an end soon. Yeah. To timestamp this podcast, uh, just so folks know, that's just three days away recording this on June 14th. And uh, we had one of your classmates on the podcast not so long ago who knew the, I guess, the percentage completion uh, for the program actually threw out something like 53% of the way done. So that's over half, I guess that's maybe in terms of credit or just class hours. It was a very specific number. I was impressed. Um, so people are are playing along at home. Um, so that is that is great. And thank you all so much for carving some time out of a busy work day. Um, before, uh, you know, 
before we kind of get into the venture capital club end of things, I want to give our listeners a chance just to learn a little bit more about you and, and your respective stories. So, Tanvir, let me come to you first. Can you tell us just a little bit more about who you are, your background, and and what led you to, to think about an MBA? Yeah, thank you, Brian. Uh, so I, I would to say that my story really starts, I've always been an itinerant child. My, my dad was a corporate executive and we ended up moving, I was born in Pittsburgh, we moved to very four years in my life. So the com- the only common things in my life was being a new kid and a lot of moving trucks. So I lived in like six different states. I spent about three years as an international student at an American school in France and then found my way to, to DC for college. And, you know, one of the things you, you kind of discover as a new kid is you're always trying to fit, you know, like any person in a new situation, you're trying to make friends and trying to figure out what's your place in the, in the new ecosystem. And I realized as I got older, that kind of unpacked itself to very entrepreneurial skills. You know, as an entrepreneur, you have to recognize a market opening and know how to seize it and make a product or a service or capability that the market wants. And you're kind of doing that a lot as a new kid. And so I was fortunate enough, I kind of started my career in that management consulting realm. Um, and, and then eventually I was very, um, I always had a big passion for politics and public service. And so I found my way working for the governor of Florida for a little bit. And then kind of that's when I really, after that, I really started that entrepreneurial journey. And I was at a venture capital firm for a little while. And then I had the chance to, to lead a, a venture-backed startup um, in Boston for about four years. And one of the things that I had a lot of colleagues in the venture capital um, organization I was part of, and then the um, startup I was part of, who all had gone to business school. And, um, you know, it was always something that was on the plan. I was planning to go when I was like 27 and I had my applications and, you know, let them like life intervene and career opportunities started coming about. And, and so I had the moment when I left my last company to, to really start, you know, wanting to get that experience. And I think the advantage of an executive program in particular is that as you're, as you're a little older, you kind of want, especially in a very in a very case-based school, you really want to be able to learn from other perspectives. Because I, I think as I've gotten older, you always realize, it was, I feel like as you get more comfortable with the subject, you realize there's more you don't know. And it's really comforting to have people who come from the military or come from the news industry to have, see how they you know, struggle with the leadership challenges, how they view operations course or decision analysis course. And I think that helps you develop that executive mindset to really, um, you know, grow your career and something just to kind of build a community of friends as you kind of continue the trajectory of your personal life and, and, and uh, professional life. Because I think what Darden does really well is it's really a community-based school. It's There's a lot of work, but you really have a community to support you. And I think that that um, is something that you'll probably take even after Darden ends in 2023. We're, I'm grateful to have this network of friends going forward. Yeah, I hosted a webinar not so long ago with members of our recent gra- graduating executive MBA class, the class of 2022. And when asked them about the impact of Darden, things that they're going to take with them, almost to a person, uh, everyone said uh, community, relationships. It may sound cheesy, but the people I've met here have been incredible. And I don't know if ne- everybody understands that that is part of an executive MBA exp- experience. Uh, it can be. It certainly is here at at Darden, sometimes people think about working professional programs and think about it as maybe a little bit more transactional, but in different different vibe here. So, um, Natalie, how about you? Tell us about your story and, and how you got interested in an MBA. Yeah. Um, so similarly to Tanvir, I feel like my upbringing definitely influenced uh, my career decisions. So um, both of my parents are from Poland. 
So I grew up also traveling a lot um, and really just being interested in international relations and politics and economics. And I um, grew up in Chicago, but moved to Miami for undergrad. And I studied international relations, Spanish, Latin American studies, and ended up also moving to DC and working in public policy. Started out working for a member of Congress, worked for the Department of Health and Human Services, then was detailed over to the White House, worked on the Domestic Policy Council, the National Security Council, and about two years ago, ended up actually making a pivot into working in international development finance. I feel like it tied together a lot of my interests, um, a lot of kind of what I'd studied in undergrad, um, really just wanting to have an impact. Um, and I ended up kind of focusing in on the Latin American region, um, which is an area I'm really passionate about. And it was really during that time when I started to work for the U.S. Government's Development Bank, the DFC, where I realized, um, you know, maybe it's the an MBA is really the graduate program um, that I should pursue. And genuinely out of just wanting to understand um, the basics of business. Um, and the more I started actually looking at MBA programs, the more I realized actually I could get a lot more out of this than just kind of the technical knowledge. And I will say, I definitely feel like I've gotten that from Darden in the first year. I think it's crazy how much we have learned in just one year, um, You know, whether it's accounting and finance or operations or decision analysis, but also a lot of the leadership courses um, where we're kind of developing our own leadership values and really preparing to be leaders. Um, and I think that's something that Darden does incredibly well, especially in the executive MBA program. I would like to stay with uh, this thread here for just a second to talk a little bit about you know where you started in the program to to where you are now and how you feel like you've, you've grown and developed over basically, I mean, it's been about 10 months or so, but it probably feels a bit longer than that. That's the impression that I get from executive MBA students. You do a lot. You're packing a lot in. How do you feel like you've, you've grown and developed uh, during this time, Natalie? Oh, my goodness. Um, I feel like I've learned so much. Um, I think, you know, in specific classes, you're so focused on a specific case and you get so into the weeds. But I think when you take a step back, it's 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 crazy to see how much we actually have learned. I think every single day at work, something will come up that um, we learned in class, something that we've talked about in class. Um, but I think also just, you know, gaining confidence. It's It was really intimidating that first day in class, um, you know, sitting with 70 people, all just incredibly brilliant um, and getting cold called. And I think at this point, we've all gotten cold called enough that um, we feel a little bit more confident, um, you know, just taking your best guess and just giving it a shot. Um, but I do think, you know, the curriculum is just so well thought out that I feel like I've really just gained a well-rounded education, um, both on the technical stuff, um, but more so on like what makes a good leader, what makes a good manager, um, and all kind of just intertwined with um, with the PAC curriculum and what we want to do with our careers. It's just been um, an incredible experience so far. 
appreciate uh, all of all of those points and uh, for our listeners uh, who are just learning about Darden and uh, may not know that there is this thing called a cold call and uh that is when you get called on and you didn't even raise your hand. You didn't even volunteer. Uh, the faculty member would like to hear directly from you. It's uh, something of a rite of passage, I suppose, in Darden classrooms, but uh, it's the nature of the experience. Case method is participatory, contribution, uh, participation is a portion of your grade in, in most of your classes. So um, you kind of have to get over that that hurdle. Um, so thank you. Thank you, Natalie. And Tanvir, same question for you. You're about 10-ish months in. At this point, um, what's been the impact of the program for you when you when you look back on this time? Yeah, you know, it, the, if I I was like listening to Natalie as she was talking and reflecting, I think if I were to bucket what my key learnings or key development areas are, I, I think I got I am much more comfortable at uh, knowing where to apply technical analysis. I think for for most of my career, I was kind of I always kind of saw them in isolation. I, I think Darden really, what the program does a fantastic job of integrating is is you know technical skills and some of those relationship skills or emotional like those kind of EQ skills. They're they're teaching you how to integrate them. And I really want to call out a prof like my one of my favorite professors in the program so far is Robert Caraway. And there's a case you know sometimes you know sometimes there are, there are cases that will really stick with you and there's a case we did in the first semester which is my first uh, you know first semester at Darden about whether you want to he gave you this case of all these numbers and you had to make a decision whether you want to race this car or not and then as the discussion unfolded he actually revealed you're not racing a car this was the decision of whether to launch the challenger and it showed you how if you the, the, the kind of learning is if you focus on any particular like technical framework or trying to figure out the best formula, you would have missed the case. And had to look at the human factors of what was going on in the situation to really understand, like to, to really get the situation. And I think that is one of the most profound learnings I've had in my kind of academic and professional career to date is you can be right on the ingredients, but you can be wrong on how you put the recipe together. I appreciate that. Uh, Robert Carraway will be joining us uh, for this ongoing faculty conversation series we do called Office Hours. Um, we're in season three, um, and he will be our guest in early August. I'm excited to have that conversation. He's been around Darden for a, a number of years, taught full-time MBA students, executive MBA students, does a bunch with executive education. Um, and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and so y'all are currently in quarter five. You just finished the second weekend residency of quarter five. Uh, there's a lot going on this quarter and just want to talk a little bit about this because there's some interesting classes that are being being offered. So you're still in the core curriculum. Uh, you're taking the second half of decision analysis. I also think the the second half of operations, is that right? Yeah. And then all, you, you have a leading organizations class mm -hmm. and also a new course called Professional Advancement Course 2, uh, Professional Advancement Course 1 is in the first quarter of the program uh, and this is a new addition uh, a second uh a second class in in that professional advancement course uh, offering and consists of all these modules uh, where students can explore different uh career topics of, of interest Tanvir, can what are you what are you doing through that course because it's a new course and i've seen the powerpoint and a few other things about it but kind of curious about it from a student uh, perspective are you what modules are you taking I'm doing the getting to know your story 
which I think is really impactful, right? Um, Cause like, regardless of whether you wanna, you know, what do you, you wanna do after Darden? I think one of the hardest conversations or hardest reflections to make is like, what do I want? And I've always struggled with that. And it is forcing me to ask some really tough questions of what do I want to be known for? Or what do I want to be valued for? Um, because I, I think the it's easy to look, try to look up, you know, a career posting or a career and try to morph yourself into that. But it's much harder to do that kind of internal work to kind of know who you are. Um, and then uh, I'm doing I'm going to do the leadership coaching module, which I'm really excited about. I, I'm lucky I had done some executive coaching before. And I, I do really find that that leadership coaching is really helpful to get that objective perspective in some ways to like make sure that I think it really helps that you, for you to develop ways you can instincts to trust yourself better to know when you oftentimes as leaders, you have to make these gut calls with asymmetric information. And it's also good to kind of do that double loop learning to know, all right, am I, am I, do I have a good model or do I have a good internal process of how I see situations and, and, and to know where those blind spots are. So at least you kind of aware of it, you know, as you get more stressed or you grow in your career. And Natalie, what, what are you taking in, in professional advancement course too? So I actually signed up for many modules. There's, I don't know how many are offered. I want to say close to 10 and you have to choose two um, to actually get credit for, but they were all so interesting that I've tried to um, see how many of them I could join. There's one, for example, um, that's the entrepreneurship track. Um, but I, I'm focusing on a, a couple different ones. And I think what's really great about having this new course is that we started out the um, the program with Pack One, kind of thinking more broadly. What's our vision? What are our goals? Um, kind of mapping out. And so, because we're kind of at this halfway point, it's really great to have a check in and be able to focus in on a few areas. Um, and I also wanted to mention that Tanvir and myself and a couple others are also taking a leadership learning lab course this quarter as well, which has been absolutely fantastic um, offered to anyone that's in a, a student leadership role. Um, and that's actually been one of my favorite classes we've taken so far. We've had a lot of different hands-on activities that are teaching us just some really critical things like, um, you know, how to, how to communicate well within a team, how to coordinate within a team. Um, but it's been taught in just such an incredible way. Um, so it definitely has been a busy quarter. I think that makes it five classes for us instead of the usual three. I will admit five classes is a lot, but hearing about pack two, I mean, that just sounds, that sounds interesting and you're, it, it career related in a very natural time for students to be doing career related activities, particularly for folks who want to do recruiting. And they're thinking about that as you can around into the second year of the program. A lot of that will really pick up over the summer and the fall uh, of the second year. And um, it's also nice just to check in with some of these things. The, the interesting thing about the executive MBA calendar, and this may not necessarily have occurred to our listeners, but if you think about it, you start in August, you go to December, and then you get a, you get a break for the holiday period. But the middle year of the program runs from January to December, and there's not a, not a lot of long breaks. It's pretty continuous uh, class. And so, Having some things that maybe keep you a bit more energized, that gives you a chance to check in with some different different aspects of your motivation to come to school, whether it's career or 
some of the stuff you're doing in the leadership course, I can imagine it's probably a nice, uh, nice shift uh, of gears from, from time to time. So um, let's talk a little bit more about your roles as leaders of the Venture Capital Club. This is, as I mentioned, one of the newer clubs uh, that we have here in the Executive MBA program really kind of kicked up within the past couple of years. So I'm pretty sure I saw both of you at a conversation that the Venture Capital Club hosted um, last year, a moderated conversation. And to me, that was a pretty significant step forward from the club because up, up until that point, it had been kind of students gathering and doing things. And then all of a sudden they hosted a Friday Night Live. And that was a great conversation. And so you are now club leaders. And, you know, how did you decide that this was something that you wanted to to do during your second year. Natalie, what attracted you to this opportunity? So I've been interested in VC for a little while now. Um, both the development banks that I've worked at have actually invested in VC funds. And when we started out actually in PAC one, thinking about what fields we might be interested in, I conducted my informational interview with Tanvir, um, knowing that he, he worked in this space. And um, the event that you mentioned last fall was really, really great because it brought all of us together that had this joint interest. And um, all of us in our class ended up going out to dinner afterwards and just diving more into the subject. And so um, really, Tanvir and I um, connected a, a few months ago um, talking about what we wanted to do um, thinking about what we want to do with the VC club over over the next year and how we can kind of um, maximize the next year um, at Darden to, to help, whether it's, um, you know, Tanvir's already in this space, but a, a lot of us are just interested in maybe going into the space, interested in learning more about the space. Um, so just really excited to see what, what we can do in the next year. So Tanvir, it sounds like the, the story maybe begins, uh, well, for you before your, before your time at Darden, but maybe it's certainly you and Natalie connecting about this started at, at that event I was referencing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a, a meeting of the minds. So and I think I, I'm really excited about is, you know, I think the venture capital, it's also like we also do a little bit of private equity as well. And as I think, I said we have really two goals of our dinner tenure as club leaders is one, we want to educate our classmates in the broader community about venture capital private equity. Even if they have no interest in eventually adopting those as careers, they'll probably, as you know, given the trajectories, you know, might invest into a private equity or venture capital fund down the line or work for organizations where that is the level, the capital that they they have taken on and, and just kind of helping them just understand, okay, like what are the what what is those what, what are those words? What, what does it mean beyond those just kind of alphabet soup of words? Um, and then the, I think the second mandate we really want to do is we want to just build that community. I think we're really grateful that Darden has this community ethos that permeates the school in kind of every facet. And we really want to help it take that same ethos and bring that to the venture capital private equity world. You know, we're grateful that you know, the, the Sands family grounds are named after a after a very prominent Darden alumnus and family that um, has have made a very impactful mark in the space. And so we see our role kind of centralizing those resources, helping build a, a kind of an alumni directory community so that, you know, going forward, future AMA classes, future, you know, and you know, Charlottesville residents, those will hopefully be like a, a greater living community that we can all can go back to. 
it feels like there's uh, some good energy at the school right now around venture capital, private equity, uh, these kinds of career interests. And you know, we had the boot camp panel just uh, just last week. Uh, there's now the Breakthrough Scholars uh, program that was started uh, relatively recently within the within the past year to attract folks that to Darden who are interested in this. I, I will say, I mean, strong representation from your class um, at the at the panel discussion as well. And of course, some of you even attended uh, the, a similar conversation last year as part of part of Friday Night Live. And so, so Natalie, as you think about about your interest in 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 the club and what you hope to accomplish in the year ahead. Um, what, I mean, I've had some of these conversations with your classmates and it feels like the class of 2023 wants to, to leave a mark here, uh, on the, on the program to what you and Tanvir have shared thus far, make things uh, a little bit better, push things, uh, a bit forward. So what are, what are you looking uh, forward to accomplishing or what do you, what do you hope to do in the year ahead? Yeah. So I think Tanvir put it, um, really great about our goals of, of, of learning and then also networking. And so something we had talked about, um, with our VPs and with our club members is wanting more opportunities to be able to interact with people in the industry. So in addition to the panels, um, we also really want to have some more intimate gatherings, um, with just a you know, just the club and inviting someone to come have dinner with us and have a more kind of free flowing discussion. Um, and then I think the the really just tapping into all of the amazing resources um, that are available to us as Darden students um, in Charlottesville and, um, you know, in, in the network with our alumni um, in D.C., and then also just as an executive MBA class, tapping into our networks as well. Um, so really just seeing how much we can do um, in through this club, um, but also working together with other clubs. So, for example, the VC boot camp that was on Thursday, there was also a large showing from the Entrepreneurship Club because they're kind of interested in, in VC from the other side of wanting to actually raise money for their ventures. Um, and so I think that's why we had such a great showing on Thursday. It was Entrepreneurship Club, it was VC Club. And um, since it was right before an on-grounds residency, everyone was in town. And so a lot of people thought, hey, this is, you know, I've heard a lot about venture capital. I just want to learn more about it. And um, I think the moderator, um, Mr. DeVito, who's a faculty member, did a fantastic job of kind of breaking down some of the lingo um, and really getting a, a great kind of perspective on what's happening in VC today. I found that conversation really interesting. Um, it was a very candid conversation. The panelists uh, were, were very open about things. And there was so much that was shared, right? There's a lot that's kind of intimidating about this, this industry, the way that it works. There's a lot of jargon. People speak in a, like abbreviations, this kind of insider lingo. And um, I thought uh, Damon DeVito, who moderated the panel, did a great job explaining how, you know, all the, all the investments work of like when you, my friends and family, all the way to like, you know, like a basically working through all the fundraising and then eventually IPO. I also explained exactly how things work from a fund standpoint. Like if you had X number of dollars, like what would be your take home? Like if you were managing um, that fund, 
and looking to make investments. That was an eye opener for me. I, I don't know about for, for the two of you. I was like, that sounds like a lot of money. And yet at the same time, you wouldn't necessarily be able to support yourself because of the way that things work internally and within the fund and what you're required to pay out and all this. Kind of, I found that, that, that amazing. So I learned something new. I'm sure that's the case for our, for our students every time they go to those things. Um, and I'm so glad that we're having those conversations. So I look forward to seeing what y'all accomplish. You've still got a whole, basically a whole year or so. Um, so plenty, plenty to plan, plenty to do. Um, so Tanvir, I, I wonder, what are what are um, anything else that you're looking forward to as you look forward uh, to your second year and uh, classes that you're going to take uh, things that are on your radar? Yeah, I'm really excited about moving into the elective curriculum. I, I, I think one of my high points at Darden thus far has been Jim Deterts, you know, defining moments class um, in terms of just really growing and from having to you know, be the seat in the fire and respond to situations in real time. And I think one thing that Darden does a really good job of because it's a general management curriculum is, you know, regardless of whether you, you, you know, in, if just say if you're, you're a venture capital professional, you know, the era as, as, as the, the era we're moving to, companies expect their investors to have a lot more operational knowledge of companies because oftentimes you're going to mentor an entrepreneur that often has a great product idea but they don't know anything about operations they know anything about how to build an accounting system and having that richness of the Darden curriculum where you can at least engage at that level and at least know you know know what is a minimal viable accounting system or a minimal viable operation system is essential I think to 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 having just not successful as a venture capitalist, but as a, as a, as a growing business leader. Natalie, same question for you. When you look ahead to the, to the second year of the program, what are you looking forward to? I'm also looking forward to the electives. We're right now in the process of choosing them. Um, and so, I mean, there's so many, I wish I could take them all. Um, there's going to be a security analysis valuation class taught by Rodney Sullivan, who's the executive director of the Mayo Center for Asset Management. And I'm also on the Darden Executive Fund um, that he helps us with. And so kind of diving more into that. Um, I'm also going on the Japan Global Residency that I'm really looking forward to. I will say the Spain Global Residency in February was probably the highlight of my first year. And so high expectations for for this next one and we just have so many great activities planned we got a really great preview this last on grounds um, from sarah and nate our ESE leadership from our social committee we just have so many things planned um it's i think it's going to be a great year I was been so excited to come see the global residency start up again so the executive mba class of 2022 uh, they were the first students at Darden to resume traveling. Um, and that was really kind of fall of 2021. Uh, they started started traveling. They went. To, uh, there was a group that went to Finland and Estonia, and then another group that went to Germany. And slowly but surely, there have been a few more countries and a few more countries. And so we've had a group go to Italy, Spain, as mentioned. We've gone back to Finland, Estonia. I think another group has gone to, to Germany, Argentina. And then I was talking with Lottie not so long ago, Lottie Carr, um, who runs the Global Executive Programs. And she mentioned Morocco, uh, Vietnam. It sounds like Japan uh, is out there, too. So the world is opening up a little bit more. It's great to see our, our students get, get out there. And 
Um, the uh, the electives have really grown over the, my time in the program. I've been here for about seven and a half years, and the number of electives that students uh, can take is also grown. So we're up to about 12 electives per student or 12, 13 electives per student at this point. And uh, the list is, is quite long. And I'm glad to hear Rodney Sullivan is going to be teaching. He was on the Experience Darden podcast talking a little bit more about the Mayo Center. So I'm glad uh, he'll be up here in Roslyn. So, um, well, Natalie, I wonder, do you have a piece of advice uh, that you would share with our listeners, something that you would that you would highlight? I, I will say for any prospective students that are maybe a little nervous, um, I would say just take the leap. I think if you're ready for a challenge, Darted is definitely going to be challenging. It's definitely going to push you, um, you know, I, every, every single day in class, I'm exposed to totally new subjects that, um, you know, I may have never seen before, but, um, you know, the faculty is amazing. The students are absolutely incredible. Just um, last OGR in our decision analysis class, we had our own classmates that have data science backgrounds, uh, you know, teach us these incredibly complex regression models. And so um, I would say just take the leap. And I think if, you know, whatever it is that's holding you back, there's someone in our class that could probably speak to you about how they've been able to manage it. I know, um, you know, a lot of our classmates have children. A lot of the women in our program have actually had newborn children since the program started. I think, I think we've had three, um, three children born in the last year. And so I think, you know, whatever it is that's holding you back, we, I, could probably speak for all of us that we'd all be happy to kind of talk about how we've we've been able to manage the program um, because it has just been an incredibly valuable experience. Thank you for for sharing that. And you know, life continues while people are in this program. There's so many examples of that. I always tell prospective students when we talk about this sort of thing. If you walk into an executive MBA classroom and start talking to people, there's definitely people in there that have more on their plate than you do. And there are people that have less. And most people fall somewhere between those those points. But it, it's doable. There's no perfect time, but you can you can find a way way through it uh, with, with support. So uh, Tanvir, uh, a word of advice for our listeners, something that, that you would encourage them to think about. I would say, I think Natalie said it really well. I'd say take the leap. I think I would, I would just do the internal work of making sure that, that you're, you're, you kind of knowing what the commitment you're signing up for, but I will say, yeah, there, there's going to be, there's a lot of stuff thrown at you, but I would say every month when you have that on grounds, it's like being in a mini family reunion. Eventually it starts like first you're like, all right, who are these people? And then you're trying to like make sure that I'm all professional and, 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 and that they think I'm smart and I think they're smart. And then you, you'll, you'll reach a point in like the, after like January, February, where like you can, it, it starts getting real. And that, that, that like point where the real relationships are getting built. And then, you know, where I have people who I like see on a, every month where I share my like work problems with, we share their work problems. And you, you have this kind of community that's not just about the classes, that it's really, it, it's a community that everyone's like sharing life with. And I think there's some beauty and amazingness to that. Um, and so if you want to, you know, grow as a leader, be, uh, become, you know, get a well-rounded base on these key kind of key business principles, and then build lifelong fresh friendships, you know, that is, uh, Darden really is a place where there, there's some magic to that. 
Well, I want to thank you both for coming on the podcast. Uh, it's always exciting to catch up with our students. This is a particularly exciting time uh, for you and your classmates as you move into the second year. I, I'm so glad that we started celebrating the program midpoint. It feels it feels very appropriate to do so. You've done a lot and with even more to come as you move into electives. And uh, the second half of the program is such an exciting time because that's oftentimes uh, when people start making job transitions and get new opportunities and all kinds of things happen in the second year. And I, as I understand it, for members of your class, that's already started to happen. So that, that is great to hear. So, um, well, I want to thank you again for, for coming on, sharing your experience. And we'll have to have the Venture Capital Club back on uh, later later this year to talk about what you've been up to. So thank you so much, Tanvir and Natalie. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Brett. And that was my interview with Natalie Schmidt and Tanvir Kathawala, two leaders of the Venture Capital Club in our Executive MBA program. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at exec, that's E-X-E-C, MBA at darden.virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.